Hello and welcome to episode 230 of the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I like to grow food in my allotment and garden. Today is the 22nd of July 2019 and coming up today we have the results of my onion experiment I've been running this year. And this has been an experiment to find out just how good Wilkinson's onion sets are compared to some that you might get from a garden centre. Now that's coming up a bit later, but first of all, as always, we have what I've been up to over this last week in the diary section. Well, today is Thursday, the 18th of July, 2019. I don't know if you can hear, just in the background, some little squawking. Yeah, we've had another quail hatch today. Now, it's the first time this month and the first time from this batch. And it's actually a day early. I was expecting the quails to start hatching tomorrow. But this one, she's come through. And I'm saying she because I don't actually know what it is. I literally walked past the incubator and happened to have a look at them and saw what looked like one starting to hatch. So I grabbed the camera and started filming it. And within 10 minutes, it had completely hatched. It's it's about half hour ago now and this bird has found her lungs. She's standing up straight and walking or trying to walk. She's not quite dry yet, so I can't take her out of the incubator. So I'm going to leave her in here a bit longer and probably tomorrow morning because it's about 10 o'clock at night now probably tomorrow morning I will pot her into a brooder which is basically a bird cage with a heater in there to keep her warm now I have seen at least one of the other eggs shake as if it's about to hatch as well so by tomorrow morning we could end up with more than one quail hatched all good fun, isn't it? Well, today is Saturday, the 20th of July, 2019. I'm currently in the potting shed, just sowing a few packets of seeds. Now you may hear behind me every now and then bunny squawking. That's him after a mate. There you go. Now, before I get on with what I've been up to today, I'm gonna to fill you in with the update from the quail chick that hatched on Thursday. Now, I left that in the incubator overnight. Next morning, it looked all dry and fluffy so I put that into the brooder. Now my brooder is basically an old hamster cage and in that hamster cage I fitted an electric hen which is basically a little heater. There's also a bowl of food and a bowl of water. I went to work but about midday my wife came home and she rang me and said I've got two more quails that have hatched which is brilliant. I gave us three quails. Now again, I told her to leave those quails until I got home. And when I got home, they again, they were dry and fluffy, which means they can go into the brooder, which is what I did. Then I spent most of the night just watching these quails. They're really entertaining, especially when they're young. And they live in my kitchen at the moment in the brooder. There's one more egg that is showing signs of trying to hatch. In fact, I would say it's been trying to hatch for the last 24 hours and I'm getting a little worried that it might be struggling. You can't interfere and try and force an egg to hatch because the egg is actually part of its, its embryo. It's got blood vessels that are attached to the egg and if you try and break the egg off, you could cause the chick to bleed to death, which is not nice. So you've got to leave that. Now, 
as I said, all three quail chicks from yesterday were in the brooder. I was a little worried about my water bowl because my water bowl is about two and a half centimetres, an inch high. And because quails are so small, I was worried they may not actually be able to get any water from the, um, from the bowl because they wouldn't be able to reach the head in. So I got a lid of a Tupperware pot, just a little one, pot some water in that, only about a meal or two, not very much at all, and pot that in there. That was a mistake. The reason I say it's a mistake is that one of the quails actually drowned in that water overnight. Very, very shallow, but it just goes to show how small these chicks are. What I should have done was put a few pebbles, like I do in the bowl, uh, a few pebbles in there, so if a quail does get in there, it can still get out or keep its head out of the water sort of thing. So that means we were down to two this morning, but we may have a third one on its way. Now I've been working most of the day and sorting things out, so it's been a bit of a odd day. I have been working on my fence at the front of the vegetable patch, getting those posts nice and straight and hammered in before I can get some chicken wire and really finish that off. Now after that, my I watered the greenhouse, harvested a few tomatoes, also harvested some more blueberries, and I've got a few courgettes that are also nearly ready as well. So I've been doing a bit of harvesting at home. My banana tree, now my banana tree has been growing but not very fast, and it did look like it was unhappy. Now I th I've been thinking for a while it needs to go in a bigger pot. The pot it was in was sort of 45 centimetres by 45 centimetres and I don't think it was big enough. So I've put that into one of my bigger potato pots, what I used to grow potatoes in. And this is sort of a foot across by a foot and a half deep. So pretty big and it's circular. So I've taken the, I pulled out the banana tree from the old pot. I teased the roots out a bit because it well, it wasn't that pot bound, but it could have got that way. And I filled that potato pot up with multi-purpose compost, pot in that root ball, gave it a good watering in, and hopefully that's going to grow on very, very well. Now, I, I recall last week I potted on my some of my herbs, my oregano or oregano, depending on how you pronounce it, my chives and my garlic chives. Basically, they, they weren't looking happy. I thought they needed to go into a bigger pot, so I did that last week. They're looking a lot happier. They really have bounced in. I checked on them today. Might have helped with a rain overnight because we had a lot of rain overnight. Um, my water butt was almost empty last night. It's now full with that much rain. Now I came into this potting shed to sow some seeds and it's it's been nice to sow some seeds. July is actually a good month to sow many seeds. Something like spinach grows better after, well, we've been sowing at this sort of time of year. It'll probably go right throughout the winter. In fact, the spinach that I've sown is a giant winter variety. I've also sown some chard, some swede, some cabbage, some choy sum, some pak choy, and some spring onions, and some broccoli rab 60. Now I don't actually get on with a rab 60 very well, but I keep sowing them because I've got the packets there to be used up. And the rest, a lot of these, the choy sum and the pak choy are your oriental vegetables, so 
they'll grow quite happily. I'll probably pot the most of these at home, but the Swedes and the cabbages are going to go down the allotment. Now stuff is coming out of the allotment, space is becoming available, and I want to fill the space up with as much as I can as soon as I can. So I'm going to have, I should have sown some of these before, but these are going to be following on into the allotment. Once they've grown, of course, but we've got to make sure they germinate and then grow on and get planted up. Anyway, that's what I've been up to today. Pretty busy, as you can hear. Tomorrow's Sunday and I've got work to do in the morning. Hopefully that's all I'm going to get. And then I can get to the allotment and to do some proper work down there because I need to. Fingers crossed for me. Well, today is Sunday the 21st of July 2019. It's about five o'clock in the evening and I'm on the allotment just to packing up to go home. Now, as I said, I was working this morning, so I didn't get to the allotment until this afternoon. Uh, it was hot already by that time, so it was a bit sort of, am I going to be able to do anything or not? But I wanted to go down the allotment. I wanted to, I needed to go down the allotment is probably a better way to say it. Let's just get inside the shed. So, yes, I came down the allotment. And of course, I knew there was going to be a lot of weeds and that was going to be one of my priorities today. Seem to be doing a lot of weeding at the moment, don't I, on the allotment, but that's just this time of year. Just getting a glass of water. So, the first thing I did though when I got on the allotment was open up my greenhouse so as to get it a bit cooler in there. I know I'm going in, I was going to go in there in a bit and I wanted it to be just a little little bit cooler in there so I've opened up the door and the window and as I opened it I could see the chickpea plants in there were starting to yellow. They've been an experiment this year to see if we can get them to grow and the fact that the plant and the, the berries or the seeds or whatever the chickpeas themselves are starting to yellow indicates to me that they might be ready soon. I'll keep an eye on them but we'll see what happens. I could also see there were lots of tomatoes that were ready, but we'll come to that later on. Now with the greenhouse open, that was starting to cool down a bit in there, so I pulled out my lawnmower and ran over some of the weed cuttings that were in buckets waiting to be chopped up. They all went in the compost heap once they were chopped up. And then I continued to do a bit more weeding, pulling out bindweed and bits of cooch grass where I could. And again, running that all over with the lawnmower so it's chopped up nice and small. I now, I then turned my attention to the onion beds. Now the onions have been a bit of an experiment this year and I'll be talking about those a bit later on in this podcast. But I decided to harvest all the onions that I had. Now it was from the two beds on the original half of the allotment and there was a row at the very very top of the allotment. And this is why I wanted the greenhouse cool, because for the time being, all these onions are going to go in the shelves in the greenhouse, so as they get a chance to sort of dry out. And that's what I did, picked every single green, the um, onion, popped those in the greenhouse upside down to dry out, so, and they'll only be in there for a few days before they go home and uh, get stored. This is called curing that I believe onions need to be av available for long-term storage. How well they do will be a matter of time. 
Now, after the onions, I then set about doing a bit more weeding and running over as much as I could with a lawnmower. At the moment, the very top of the allotment, although there's a lot of plants growing up there, there's also a lot of grass and, and weeds. So I'm going to have to really concentrate on that over this next week. I've also harvested some shallots as they were ready and they were in the same area so they've came out and then I harvested some tomatoes and I've got a big bucket of tomatoes which are going home and uh, I'm looking forward to eating those. What I'm going to do with them I don't know. It might be a pasta sauce using some of the onions. So yes that's what I've been up to today on the allotment. A busy day. Excuse me. A busy day on the allotment. I have made some notes of things that are growing. Pumpkins are growing nicely. We've got a few decent pumpkins. Beans, especially the longest runner bean that I'm in the competition with Dave Ford for. That's growing nicely. Tomatoes are doing well. Peas are doing well. Broad beans are at an end, so I've got to pull those up. Yeah, everything is doing well. And I'm really pleased with how things are looking. But it's tea time now, and I want to go home and get some tea. This week's tip of the week from the RHS Plant Grow Harvest Calendar reads If you use sprinklers on the lawn, 30ml of water measured with a place jam jar is the optimum to reach roots and not waste water. Now I'm not a fan of watering the lawn at the best of times, it's not something I really do and I certainly would not use a sprinkler to water the lawn. I have been known, although it's inefficient, to use a sprinkler to water my vegetable patch and it's something I keep experimenting with. But the idea of using a jam jar to see how much water is getting to, into the root isn't a bad idea. My understanding with this is you take an empty jam jar and place it on the ground and if you make a mark about 30ml from the bottom you should know that that's enough water to penetrate the soil and get to the roots by how much water is left in there when you finish watering. That's my understanding anyway. Could be wrong, could be completely different. What do you think? Let me know. Now the onion results. Let's go over those. Well, onions may not be exactly the most exciting thing to grow, but they are certainly one of the most useful in the kitchen. I use them all the time, whether it's chopped up into a spaghetti bolognese, sautéed onto burgers, or chopped and simmered into a load of other vegetables to make a soup. Either way, we use a lot of them. I've often seen people questioning how good Wilkinson's sets are and Wilkinson's for those that don't know is basically a high street shop that sells homewares so they could still sell stuff for the kitchen the garden pets you name it they probably sell it in some form or another they're very well known and they're actually pretty good but they can be quite cheap and I think when things are cheap people often question if they are really as good so with this in mind, back in October last year, I set up an experiment to see just how good Wilkinson's onions are in comparison to some other that I've bought from a garden centre. And all in all, I bought six varieties of onion sets. Five of these were planted at the same time with one that were planted a few months later, but we'll come on to that later on. The five that were planted all at the same time were grown in completely the same conditions. They were grown into the two beds at the very bottom of my old allotment. These beds were filled with well-rotted horse manure. They were all sown on the same day, as I said. The 
4th of October it was. And all I did was dip a little hole, drop the onion sets in, water them, feed them occasionally, leave them. All grown in exactly the same way and pretty much the same conditions. In fact, grown next to each other, you can pretty much guarantee they had the same conditions. Now, the variety that was not grown the same, they were grown on the main bed. They were grown in one row running all the way down and they were sown on the 2nd of February. So quite a bit of difference. So let's go through the varieties that I've grown and how well they've done. We'll start with the Wilkinson's one as that's the main object. And the first variety from Wilkinson's was a variety called Japanese onion sets. There was 50 in a bag and they cost about $2.99 for the 50. Well, 38 of these onions came out, uh, meaning there was a loss of 12. So let's say that's a 76% harvest rate. These onions were, I've got to say, pretty small. There was a couple of decent sized ones, but on a whole, I felt they were small. On the next variety, which is the Wilkinson's Red Onions, because I always like to grow some red onions as well. Again, there was 50 of these in a packet at $2.99 a packet. 49 of these came out, so that's a 98% success rate. That's a lot better, but the red onions were mostly small. It was the occasional big one, but on a whole, they were small. Again, small onions are not the end of the world. They just mean you have to use more to get a decent amount of. Then we have a variety called Troy F1, which I actually grew for the first time the year previously. And these store incredibly well. And I was really impressed with the flavour of these. There was 35 in a bag and the bag again cost me 2 99 Now these did not come from Wilkinson's. These are a garden centre variety. Out of the 35, I pulled out 24. So that's a lot less in comparison to the Wilkinson's. However, the sizing was a lot better. There was a lot more of the medium size to large size onions in these. And in fact, I would say that my largest onion overall came from one of these Troys. Next, we have the Senshi. And there was 97 in a packet of these and they came at a price of $3.99, again from a garden centre. Well, I pulled 90 of these out, and they were medium to large size. Again, a lot like the Troy, so they were better size. One of the onions that did not go on this list, but I pulled out, and it was soft, so that had to go be thrown away, which was a bit of a waste, but can't use it for anything. Then the fifth variety was a variety called Electric Red. 117 of these in the bag at $3.99 a bag. 92 of these came out but there was quite a few that were soft so there would have been more but they had gone soft so I threw them away. And these were small to medium sized so red onions seem to be the smaller varieties. The sixth variety that as I said went into the top of the allotment into a bed with not quite so well rotted manure and not so much compost. Now it was a variety called Radar. They were also sown on the 2nd of February 2019 so four months later this radar we had 50 out of 50 that's a lot better isn't it the cost of the packet of 50 was 3.99 again so pretty pricey in comparison to the rest and overall the onions were all of a decent size mostly large but a few medium so overall pretty different the radar seemed to prove the better for me but they did go in later, so is that a fair test? I don't know. The Wilkinsons, I've got to say, both varieties of those, okay, they were a bit on the small side, so they didn't make the biggest onions 
small onions are not too bad to deal with in a kitchen, but they just mean you've got to chop up more. And if I'm doing something like a chutney, that needs a lot of onions. It takes forever. That being said, $2.99 a bag, pretty cheap and pretty reliable in terms of crops. And none of those were soft. Latroy, decent size, but at $3.99 or $2.99, sorry, for $35, again on the pricey side. But the flavour on those is brilliant. And essentially an electric red, I gotta say, I think they were the best for value. Decent size, get a lot in the bag, and really they're cheaper than the Wilkinson's onions in my experiments. Well, coming to the end of this year, we'll be planting out my onions again. And what will I be growing again this year? Well, that's a hard one. I've got to say Latroy will definitely be on that list, as will Radar. In terms of the fact that I can get more for my money for the Senshi and the Electric Red, might mean that I will not be growing Wilkinson's onion sets this time round. That being said, it's easier to get hold of the Wilkinson onion sets than it is in the garden centres. I think that's a kind of sign that the garden centres are starting to lose out to the likes of Wilkinson's. But that, that's a, a whole nother matter. Anyway, that's what I found with the onion experiment. Overall, pretty impressed with the variation, but I've got to say the favourite for me is the Troy. Just because of the flavour, they tasted the best and I know they store well. Followed by the Radar, which also done very well, but because they were sown so much later, I don't think it's fair to throw them in. They were just a bit of a, an oddball, a curveball. Well, that's the results of my onion test. Pretty um, interesting, I think. But what I really want to know is what onion sets are you growing and what have you had the best result with? If you would like to contact me and share that, I'd really appreciate that. You can email me, richard at vegrowerpodcast.co.uk. Leave a comment on the website, that's the vegrowerpodcast.co.uk. Or you can find me on social media such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that kind of thing. Just search for the Veg Grower Podcast. And well, that is it for this week. So thank you very much for joining me. Please take care and I'll see you again next time.